I remember years ago even researching what Facebook was doing and they, even back in like 2015, they had systems where their developers were pushing changes live all day, every day. And they still do that. And Amazon has a history of that. Netflix is doing that. And they really focus on MVPs, which is minimum viable product. So basically the smallest piece of functionality you can ship and getting those out the door as fast as possible. Welcome to Commerce Today. This is uh, Darren, your co-host here. And as always, Josh is with me and we're excited to have you here for, this is going to be a fun conversation. I can already tell this. And the topic, if I can actually say it without my tongue tripping over itself. So our topic today is MVP, MMP, OMG, when do I launch? Question mark. So say that three times fast. So we've got some fun acronyms there. Hopefully everybody at least knows the OMG portion of that. I, that was the one that I knew, so I'll, I'll, I'll play that one there for everybody. But ultimately, what we're talking about is when the heck do you launch your e-commerce site and how's the best way to make that happen and, and especially if it's going long. So anyway, this is your show, Josh, so I'll shut up. Hey, I was just waiting to hear you say MVP, MMP, OMG a few more times. So, <laughs> and hey, I said it. I got through it that time. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about basically every project and every e-commerce leader I've worked with, the question always comes up, whether you're launching a whole new site or just a major new feature, like what's the cutoff point when you say, okay, we're done, we're going to go live with this thing. And everyone kind of varies based on their risk tolerance, the business requirements, Um and really even sometimes just the corporate environment you're in can impact this. But I do think there's some key points that are common to all businesses that we're going to talk through today. Okay. We want to look at, hey, how do, how do we get this out? And so maybe maybe starting off when we're talking about MVP, how do the big companies do it? Yeah. So there, there's some, and I'm going to try not to get too nerdy and devy in this, but I remember years ago even, um, researching what Facebook was doing um, back when they still called themselves Facebook. Um, and they, even back in like 2015, they had systems where their developers were pushing changes live all day, every day. Um, and they still do that. And Amazon has a history of that. Netflix is doing that. Um, and they really focus on MVPs, which is minimum viable product. So basically the smallest piece of functionality you can ship and getting those out the door as fast as possible. And the Kind of crazy thing with Netflix is Netflix is known for hitting up to 4,000 changes per day. Now, obviously, they have a bigger team, a bigger footprint, a bigger business than a lot of e-commerce merchants. So I am not saying that you want to go ask your team to deploy 4,000 times a day, um, but definitely a, a big focus there on um, launching early, launching often, launching fast, making the process of launching as simple as possible and not really... I mean, Amazon's a great example. Amazon doesn't hold things up to polish them. Um, I might be kind of sharing too much here, and y'all may all realize I'm an Amazonaholic now and have a shopping problem. But <laughs> if you're like me and you're on Amazon a lot, every once in a while it didn't work. And you'll notice, you're like, wait, they're changing something there. Like the cart looks a little different. Oh, and this time the cart didn't work, but now it's working again. And that's because they're launching another one of those MVPs. They're doing another test. They're, they're instead of focusing on, let's make this absolutely perfect, they're just saying, hey, let's get this live and let's see how real customers interact with it. So, all right, on the MVP, I, I recognize this and 
isn't this a product a little bit of the the mobile app development world and the fact that you literally had to be out there fast and you had to have something before somebody else did in a way it was kind of that rush to the proverbial um apple store you know the app store and and all of that oh yeah yeah that was a big part of it and facebook especially you're reminding me of back in 2017 they would do between 50 and 60,000 builds test builds of their android app every single day because they were just constantly iterating on being the first to add new features to their mobile app. Okay, well, that's that's crazy, slightly insane. But anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program here with uh, with our e-commerce uh, side of things and the merchants. What what makes sense from an MVP? And we'll get to MMP in just a minute. But what what could make sense for uh, for an MVP? In my in my book, this this seems like the start of a project or a new project and looking at, okay, what, what is that minimum viable product that we can get that's live, that's going to bring in some level of sales, knowing that it can be then adjusted and fixed later? Yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of just nailed it right there. Um, you got to leave more for me to say next time. But uh, now overall with an MVP, part of it too is looking at it and saying, okay, e-commerce projects, technology projects, software projects, it's not like you're building a house and when you're done, the house is done, you move in and that's it. It is something that constantly evolves, constantly changes. And so with that, you're not, your MVP doesn't need to be a whole complete house. Your MVP needs to be enough that it needs to be, well, a minimum viable product enough. That well, maybe, maybe it starts as a lean to as, as crude as that is, but maybe, maybe just getting out of the rain and out of the wind is all you need for the moment. And then you go from there. Exactly. And a big part of it too, is just realizing that the work doesn't stop at the lean to, and the planning doesn't even stop at the lean to that you can, I think there's been this misconception with a lot of retailers where they view it as, okay, this is a one-time project. We're going to do this once. We need to get it right. We need to do the whole thing all at once. When really to be successful, I think you need to have this MVP approach, but also start thinking, okay, after the MVP is done, what's phase two? What's phase three? What do we do next? And realize that you are always iterating on your website. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. All right. So, Something a little newer, and this was uh, this was definitely new to me. The MMP. Tell me about that, and and what's the difference? Yeah, so this comes from the, kind of the the product design, product owner world, and this is the MMP, the minimum marketable product. Um, it basically makes a distinction between the smallest change you can launch, which would be an MVP. And the smallest change that will make a difference in your sales is really how I would summarize it. So the MMP. You could, in theory, have an MVP that really doesn't change much of anything for your customers. And what an MMP would add is enough changes so that your customers notice it, they're spending more money with you, um, or some other positive kind of financial outcome for the business. So is there, is there some timing that you might approach one versus the other? Yeah, I think a lot of it is scale. Um, so if your project is incredibly, incredibly large, lengthy project, I think starting with an MVP makes the most sense. I think pretty much for everybody else, looking at an MMP, so going a little bit further than an MVP, probably makes the most sense because, you know, realistically, do you want to deploy something that doesn't have a financial impact on the business? Well, that's that's not exciting. That's not going to get you promoted or a bonus or a raise. So exactly. I, would, I would focus on that MMP level. So with that, 
you know, the, the, the trick to all of this is that sometimes I guess the most powerful word in the, in the English language anyway, two letters, N-O, how do you say no? How do you, how do you say, well, this is enough? This is where I'm going to stop for an MVP, or this is where I'm going to stop for that MMP, that minimum because the or the minimum, sorry, marketable uh, product. Because your marketing team, there will be no stopping because there's always something else they can do from a marketing from a marketable product to drive customers. So how do you do that? Yeah, that's a really good point, and that's where. I mean, there, there's basically this spectrum, and we've been talking a whole lot about the far end of the spectrum. So your Netflixes, your Facebooks, your Amazons, they're just making constant changes at that MVP level. The opposite side, you're looking at companies that, I mean, I've worked with companies that they have one launch window a year. They will make changes once a year, or they'll wait till the next year, and they are very slow and static. Um, and I think in this case, when you're you're talking about saying no, I, I think... The, the key difference is you don't say no, you say not yet. You say, hey, that's a great idea, but that is going to be in the next phase. That is going to be next week. That is going to be next month. That is going to be in some cases next quarter or next year. And that's where even just educating your team, you know, kind of picking a approach you want to use. So if you're using a, an agile or scrum approach and you have sprints, say you have a, a live site and you want to break everything down into two-week sprints, well, then your message could be, not yet. It's not going in this sprint, but hey, that, that doesn't mean we're not going to do it. That means that we're not going to do it in the next two weeks. Well, and, and it could be then planned for whatever sprint number for in the, in the following timeframe. So it could definitely fit in there. And that's, and that's the way you have to create that philosophy. And I think, uh, I think either either within the merchants or within the, the integration world, the integrators that help them, that's a challenging give and take of being able to say, no, it's not a no, it's just a not now and not yet. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's a big challenge. Um, but I think the, and that is where, kind of back to one of your original questions, that's where you have to make your MMP compelling enough that they understand why. They understand what's at stake. They understand that when we get to this MMP, we're expecting these results, that when we go live with this, when we deploy this, you know, we're going to see this sales lift, or we're going to have this amazing new feature. And when you try to add things and don't say not yet, you're delaying when we get to that great positive result. And so it's it's having that mindset of, okay, the MMP is the most important thing because we're going to see positive results and then build on top of those positive results. Well, and that drives us to some of the things that in our, in our notes kind of in prep for this is looking at, okay, what's the risks? What's the risks of not doing it? And, and then what's the, what's the impact if you do impact, if you don't, what's that look like? Yeah. So my experience shows you really want to launch early and often that that is going to outperform the more conservative, slower approach. And I mean, the biggest risk to me is I have seen so many times where you're, you and your team are overestimating the risk or the impact of failure as compared to the impact of an action. And what I mean by that is you're, you might be saying, oh, you know, if, if, we, if we launch this MMP, we're worried that customers might not like it because it doesn't have X, Y, or Z in it yet. But when you balance that against the fact that if you add X, Y, and Z, you're basically from the eyes of your customer not changing the e-commerce experience for even longer, I, I think that it's hard for people to understand that, that that risk of inaction looks a lot worse to your customer 
hurts your relationship with your customer a lot, uh, customer a lot more than if you were to deploy an MMP that maybe it doesn't yet have that amazing new feature the customer wants, but you're going to add it later. Like just displaying that change, getting something new out, responding to the new technologies. Again, I mean, look at Amazon. They don't they don't wait till everything's perfect. And they obviously, they're making a, a fair bit of money on e-commerce. Well, and, and I was about to say something. Yes, you know, using your example, you're on Amazon and you notice because you kind of have a issue with Amazon, but that's a whole nother episode, I'm sure. But anyway, you notice that the cart's changing and the and the performance and, and the feature functionality there is changing, but yet then it ultimately works. Well, there's enough draw that... It would take quite a bit right now for Amazon to do to cause you not to purchase from them. I mean, they would have to, it would be a pretty drastic. Now, let's say you go to, and I'm not going to pull a merchant's name out loud here, but a much smaller, more boutique type of merchant that maybe the purchase that you're making there is maybe it's just a specialty gift or whatever. You may never shop there again or may shop there twice in a year. If that same thing happens, could that cause you to step away and maybe try and find another solution or another path? I mean, it's definitely possible. And I think that's where you really have to be careful in your planning and in your testing before deploying this MMP. But that's also where I've seen some merchants get really smart and agile. And I mean, leave it to marketing teams. They'll spin it. And they'll, maybe if, if it is kind of a rocky launch with an MMP, well, a banner goes up on the site and says, hey, thanks for checking out our new site. We're polishing it up, finishing out the bugs. We're going to give you 15% off with this offer code. Or that's when they'll do what they can to capture the person's email address, send out an email campaign that says, hey, did you check out? We have these awesome new features on our site. You're just creating more opportunities to encourage the customer to come back. Well, yeah, and that's where I figured the, even the opportunity is from the customer service side of it is to really, really almost personalize it because the the ability to analyze and the, the, the to see the activities on a particular site, if someone abandons a cart, I know I've done it on some sites and, and good gracious, I am bombarded immediately. Hey, come back come see us. We love you. We want you back no matter what. So in those cases, it could be built in that, hey, if someone abandons or walks away, you know, there's no guarantee if someone's irritated, they may never reach back. But it definitely increases the opportunity. And you could end up in, um, I forget the author's name, but a raving fan, you know, type of situation where suddenly your NPS goes up because someone, you took that extra step, you, the merchant, took that extra step to reach out and make it personal and say, hey, wow, we saw it messed up. We want to make it right. We're building a new site. All the things you said. Don't you think that those are, those need to be in the plans is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it goes so far and and I don't know if this works for a lot of brands or if a lot of e-commerce managers are brave enough to do this, but it goes so far as I had a retailer I was working with that um, every packing list after they, or while they were in the process of deploying a new site, um, they actually put his photo, his name, and a little personal message from him saying, hey, deploying a new experience for you. We really hope you like it. Please give us your feedback. Here's how to reach me. Um, so definitely a way to to build some service recovery into it. And you know, you're talking about the the user experience and watching those users interact with a new site. And that's to me another reason to deploy sooner because generally when you're, I mean, anytime you're deploying something new to an e-commerce site, 
and you should be thinking, what's going to make my customers happier? What's going to provide a better customer experience? What's going to make them spend more money? Well, those are typically educated guesses. You can't really test those, you know, at best, they might be a hypothesis, but you can't really test those until you launch, until you go live. The whole time until you get this product out the door, you don't know how your users are actually going to respond to it. So if you build it up into this, you know, huge waterfall-based year-long, two-year-long project, then go live with it, well, first of all, it's probably based on how you thought your customers behaved a year or two ago, which might not be how they behave today. But also, what if you were wrong? And what if you just spent two years building something based on inaccurate um, data or an inaccurate hypothesis? Whenever you launch earlier and more often, that gives you time to start getting that immediate customer feedback, tailor the experience based on that. Yeah, and that one of the things I wanted to bring up to you along the lines of the MVP, MMP is, is there a difference if your merchant site is B2C versus a B2B? Because in a B2B situation, maybe it's a more established, the customer experience, maybe it's not maybe as high level or as as focused on. So, but maybe there's some very key logic or very important pricing standpoints in there that might influence whether or not you could really, can you, can you launch without some of those things, some of those really critical things? Yeah, there, there's definitely some key differences there. I think in the B2B world, you're, you're less likely to lose the customer. Typically there's an application process. These are long-term relationships. Like your, your customers aren't going to walk away because they had one bad experience on your website. However, in other ways, the stakes can definitely be higher. If you have an average order value on a B2C site, let's say you have average order value 40, 50 bucks, you have a pricing error, gives them a 10% discount. Oh, crud, just Four lost five dollars. dollars. You lost. Yeah. B2B order, if it's a $40,000 order, you're off by 10%. It's a little Oops. more painful. Yeah, so, that hurts. Definitely some differences there. All right. You started to mention uh, at one point kind of the longer the project goes, the more expensive it gets. Um, what's that all about? I know you said, hey, technology can change some different things, but I know you and I have even seen this happen and seen projects do this, that it goes so long that even the technology, the platform with which it, with which it's being built on is changing and needs upgrading. Yeah, yeah. So you might hear the longer a project, the more expensive it gets and think, duh, of course. But I don't mean just a incremental increase. I mean often an exponential increase in cost. And that is um, basically the technical debt that you incur. So as you're building, there's going to be software updates, API updates, um, third-party extension providers, module providers, things like that might have updates. You have to incorporate those back into your work. But then even... The bigger a project is, you start running into issues where if you're building so many different features and functions at once, well, the work that was done on this feature a year ago may no longer be as compatible with the work that's being done on this other feature today versus if you've already finished that, packaged it, gotten it live, moved on to the next thing. So definitely um, projects hit... Um, it's quite, not quite the same sense of what Mal Malcolm Gladwell means about a tipping point, but projects definitely hit a tipping point where they suddenly become exponentially more expensive. And that's why you really want to err more on the side of launching that MMP. Interesting. All right. Well, we hope you have uh, enjoyed learning about the MVP, MMP, OMG, and when should I launch my project. So with that, as always, we appreciate you being here for Commerce Today. 
And please definitely like uh, like our show and leave us some comments. We always like to hear from you. And with that, have a great and wonderful day. Take care.